don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. Melbourne scored! Melbourne scored in the corner! One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as all oh, still work. Wow! He hits it, he's done it! Every single time at Gesby. Unbelievable, isn't it? Grand final 2015. What's going to happen grand final 2016? I can tell you what's going to happen over the next uh, 30 to 35 minutes. It's the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast, round 22. Can you believe it? Slater and Gordon are our sponsor. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call on one 800 Lots to get through on this program. Uh, there's so many talking points from the game of rugby league. We've got our golden point, the refereeing, what happens in that. Players on the move. Uh, players being sacked. Uh, officials being sacked. Uh, we've got judiciary in, uh, in uproar again. We've got new players being signed and re-signed with clubs and all this happening in the women in league round. So it's going to be a huge show. As per usual, Pam Whaley is here, senior writer with Big League Magazine. G'day, Pam. Hello. Um, we've got a new boy on the block. Can't believe he's forced his way back in. <laughs> sorted out some contractual issues. Bowie Phillips, <laughs> national sales manager, a.k.a. Genuine Hanger On. Welcome back. Thank you, Jimmy. Great to be back. And given it's Women in League Round, uh, we have a very special guest in the studio. Can you believe it? Matty Studden, uh, Australian Jillaroo, uh, part of the New South Wales side that broke that dominance of Queensland. Uh, what was that? A couple of weeks ago. Um, very excited to have you in the studio. Welcome, Matty. Hello. Thank you. Uh, and... Um, Great to have you with us. Um, women in league round, what does it mean for you? Uh, it means a lot. There's women all over the league, especially us playing. And yeah. it's not all about the canine ladies. It's just le- women who's involved um, around the sport, like obviously around the um, NRL. I just was came from the NRL Central, from a women in league breakfast. So wow. there was a lot of ladies out there and um, beautiful young and old. And it was really good to see how many ladies out there for the Women in League. Greatest growth area in the game of rugby league is women's involvement. Um, tell us, how did you get involved in footy? Um, I got involved when I was, especially with my dad, I got involved when I was four years old playing right. down for mascot juniors. Um, yeah, my dad's been a big influence on me. He's always been even my coach or sideline dad. But um, yeah, I've always played rugby league up till I was 12. Your dad was assistant coach of the New South Wales team. What was that like? Yes, he was. Um, he was a great help, and to be a part of that, he's been um, coaching a couple of the women's teams, uh, myself with Helensburg and um, well, the country rugby league team. Okay. And so he's been around in the women and league, so with him coming on board with New South Wales, it was really good help. Mm. Tell us about winning um, that interstate challenge oh. the other week. How was that, and what was that like to be a part of? Oh, that was the best experience I've ever had at the moment. Um, it was a tough game, one of the toughest games I've ever played, but... To get that win after eighteen years streak for the Queenslanders, mm. um, it was a great feeling and one one I won't forget. But um, it was awesome. You're only very young, Maddie. How how long have you been playing at that representative level for the Gillaroos and the the, the Blues? Uh, I debuted for Gillaroos in 2014, so right. that was my first rep game for Gillaroos and New South Wales. I've um, my first game was 2013. I think it was wow, yeah. uh, child yeah. prodigy. But you also had a bit of a uh, an injury, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so last year I was out for the whole year. I did my um, shoulder. I just came out at the Auckland Nine. So that 
took me out. I had to have surgery out for the whole year. And this is my first year back playing for Jillaroos and New South Wales. Ah, right. Slot straight back in. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, tell us now, who are, you, who are you playing for now? I, I believe you're playing for Cronulla Carring Bar. And, and also, I think the Sharks and a couple of other NRL clubs are actually putting together uh, women's nines teams. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm playing for Cronulla Carring Bar and we're actually through the semis now. We've got two weeks off and... Um, we, it's really hard competition. We've came mm. into it this year and um, it's just all teams are great. And to be able to have the NRL nines coming in next year for it, we actually have a game this year in a couple of weeks. I think it's two weeks at um, Cronulla Shark Park. I think it'll be... be before a home game? Or yeah, something? I think oh, it's cool. before Sharks and Roosters. So oh, we'll play the huge. Roosters in the nines. Um, but our coach, Jason Stanton, is really pushing for our skills and it's a really good experience. Oh, apparently, Tevi, uh, Terry Biviano is the captain coach. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you laughing at, I can't wait to see the, you know, the, <laughs> casual, boots. the casual wear <laughs> that everyone will be wearing to the game. It's fantastic. Maddie, I wanted to ask you, with how much the women's game has been, it's been getting so much more attention kind of mm. lately. Are you? What's it like to be kind of a part of that at the moment and how much people are kind of wanting to see the women's game? Do you hear that all the time, that, you know, how much people love it? Yeah, we do. Um, to be a part of it is really, um, I'm really honoured and privileged to be a part of it. Um, with the Harvey Norman on board, we're getting um, a lot of things right now. But with our games, each game we always get good feedback and the crowd wants us to be live. Like they said, why aren't you live before yeah. a New South Wales game or anything? Like Auckland Nines is where we're live and we get so much. To play out in the crowd like that many people is fantastic. But the support and um, to be a part of it right now is really good. We're getting really um, big feedback and hopefully in the coming years we might have an NRL competition and we'll be very good. Because the Auckland Nines was where I think really you got most exposure um, a, a year or two ago. And I think it was um, it was then that everyone l- watched and went, oh, my, oh my God. God this look at this. This is unbelievable. Match. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, test yeah. match was the and, one. And, yeah. and, that's, and from there it's just snowboard and it should because it's such a great yeah. spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone's seeing that women can play like the men yep. and we can hit hard. As well that's as for sure. Hit harder than Bowie. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean. oh, that's not hard. That's, <laughs> that's, not a, that's hard. a good point. That's uh, a good point. Yeah, so it's good. And we play good football. Like both yeah. teams, um, uh, we play good football. We smash each other on the field. But off the field, we're, we become mates. And that's what's part of rugby league, which is great. And, yeah, it's really good. How hard has it been, Maddie, up until this point? Uh, just, I mean, just in regards to getting a, a women's competition together. Because mm. I, I know I was briefly involved with the, with the countryside that mm. you were in. And... Just seeing the sort of area that people had to, you know, come from, you know, yeah. like just for training in Sydney. Mm. I know, you know, you had girls who had to travel two hours from Maitland uh, and two hours from the South Coast just yeah. to, you know, just for a training session. It, it seems like such a broad area, you know. How, how can that improve, do you think? Um, it is a broad area and especially like with Kezi App, she's coming from Bega. She travels wow. five hours <laughs> all the time. So she puts in the big efforts and um, but to become like a team, we have to train together and mm. it's really hard because... It's our second job and we all have jobs outside of um, rugby league and we have to take time off. But um, it is working and I think to be, it would be good if we could get on a contract or something but <laughs> uh, full time. But yeah, it is hard and it is working around it. Don't worry, it will come. Yeah. It's coming for the female yep. cricketers. Uh, yeah. They're being well paid with yep. the WBBL, which has been such yep. a success. The netball, as we know, of course, Matildas. the AFL are doing it. The Matildas yeah. um, just had a loss overnight, unfortunately, yeah. with Rio. But um, 
it, if you're patient and you're young enough, and you are, yes, um, no. it, it will, will happen. happen. I'll be it sticking around. Happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere. I was going to mention before Latoya Billy as well, right? Mm. So she she's played for the Jewelries. She where was she coming from? Somewhere. Um, Way up north in the Northern Territory. Yeah, somewhere wow. she was traveling, yeah. had to take cool? like a boat and then a seaplane and then mm. blah, blah, blah to come down and play for the Indigenous girls. And then, yeah, yeah the yeah. commitment that the girls put into this game and is really good. And obviously, um, see Billy coming and playing like that. I've never actually played with her because I was out, but um, yeah. I've heard that she's a really good player and um, she comes from heart with where she plays and where she comes from, she's very proud. and. To make that commitment is really good for her. Righto, Maddie, you're part of the panel today, okay? So we're going to get your opinions on all the big issues that are confronting rugby league at the moment. I mentioned all of those other ones. Apparently, look, I didn't know. I didn't catch up on anything. Apparently, there's a bloke who's signed with the Gold Coast. Over the last 24 hours. Do you mean so. Will Zillman? He signed a two-year Well done, Will Zillman. <laughs> Luke, well done Luke, to Will. Timing's, timing's Not, everything. It wasn't Luke Lewis, was it? No, it wasn't Luke Lewis. He seems to be taking people's positions. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, I've got to get over this. I really have. Yeah, yeah. yeah move on. <laughs> Don't worry, we have. <laughs> Just. Yeah, Jared Hayne lands on the Gold Coast. It's a $2.4 million two-year deal, or two-and-a-bit year deal. He is going to allegedly turn out for the Gold Coast Titans against the Warriors this Sunday. Ticket sales are going through the roof. Memberships. Everyone's excited about it, except it seems Jared Hayne, who was a little subdued, I thought, Pam, in that press conference for a bloke who'd just uh, agreed to sign with a club for the last two years. Well, I actually thought it was refreshing that an athlete was honest about what kind of happened. And I guess he wanted to go back to para and it Mm. didn't really work out, but um, at least he's kind of addressed it now. He's addressed it. Yes. He's, he's addressed the elephant in the room and now that's done and then he can now concentrate on playing for the Titans. There's a bit of PR in that, don't you think? You know, look, look I'm really disappointed. But look, let's face it, Parramatta was never going to have the amount of money or no. is probably in a position to actually uh, sign him for what he was probably looking for. And look, I think there's a little bit of PR. Look, I'm really sorry, guys. I did want to play for Parramatta. However, you know, I've just got to go up Gold Coast now and count my cash. Well, it, it's, it was one of those situations where you'd say, okay, if you're 100 grand short, I may be able to do it. Yeah. 200 grand. You, you're 400, 450. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money mm. per year. That's yeah. a lot of money. And, and if, if Parramatta came to me and said, don't worry, we'll sort out some third-party yeah. agreements with you, I'd say, hey, whoa. <laughs> I no, think it's think good that he's um, gone to Titans. Like, it's a new move. He went to Parramatta. They weren't doing anything for him. And I think with everything that's going on in Parramatta, I think he would want a fresh start. Yeah, yeah, yeah true. He um, has. Yeah, it's sad for the fans, but... It's sad for the fans and it's good for the fans yeah, because yeah. The, the Gold Coast Titans fans are ecstatic about it. All those teams that are yeah. going to be playing against the Gold Coast in the lead-up to that. If you've got an away game now or you've got a home game against the Titans, happy days. <laughs> and look, the way they played on Monday night in a cracking game of rugby yeah, league against yeah. the Sharks, they're going to play the semifinals. Yeah. Well, you would think with Jer- Now Jared Haynes in the NRL semifinals. How... Everyone... At, yeah. NRL headquarters yeah. must be just, <laughs> just dancing through. Hey, yeah, it's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. How are you, Todd? Good to see you, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just Happy brilliant times. for the game. Happy times. Yeah. I yeah. Think so, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic for Titan supporters, though, I think, as well. True. Because they've had a couple of really lean years up there. And sure. a bunch yeah. of different things have kind of happened. And for them to be going so well this year when they were kind of expected to get the wooden spoon mm. and they've got Ashley Taylor and he's just yeah. playing like a champion. NRL and and Harrell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Conrad Harrell. Yeah, Conrad They've got a few players by default this year. Too, haven't they? They've sort of, but they they've have. They've sat back players, and they've just been patient, and then they've got together. Yeah. yeah, they've got Nathan Peets up there, and yeah. then now because they've saved all this cash on getting players who have been released, now that it's a very smart move. Tell you who I love watching, Ignatius Parsi. 
Yeah, good, isn't he? Mate, mm. he is great. Isn't he good? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hits the line hard. Everything's at 100 miles an hour. Runs hard, too. Um, yeah. Levaeu uh, Pulu is another one. Yeah. Zeb Taya's been good up there. Ryan James. Uh, it's all coming together, coming isn't it? And Greg Bird, um, yeah. who we'll talk about a little bit later on in the podcast, was spectacular yep. on Monday night. Yeah, it, it is huge. Um, and we are loving the fact that the Hain plane signed in the hangar. I love that. Nice touch, Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> Uh, and it is huge for the game of rugby league. It's the Big League Magazine Run to the Finals podcast. Round 22 is upon us. We've got more issues we're going to get through. But we're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Remember, if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give Slater and Gordon a call. The number is one 555 right, let's park the Hain plane for a little while, get in some of the other issues around the game of rugby league. We mentioned earlier the cracking game on Monday night. It was a golden point game. Um, and basically, both coaches came out after and said, this is terrible. We need to fix this. This is not working. The referees are putting their whistle in their pocket. And everyone went, yeah, totally understand why the referee does put his whistle in the pocket because no one wants to be the person that gives away the penalty under the post that costs the team the game because then you're just under too much scrutiny. So my question to you guys is, how do we fix golden point? Do we need golden point? I think... Uh, extra time is fine. Just play another five minutes, and if there's no result, swap ends and another another five minutes. Five um, minutes each use, way. Yeah, that's and and, and you j- you absolutely play that extra ten minutes. Yeah, and then if there's a draw at the end of that, fine. But if there's not, no problem. But you're still going to get the situation there. Um, so just say someone scores a try, or just say someone's setting up for a field goal in the 89th minute, mm-hmm. and there's someone that runs offside because they know that they can be offside in the extra time and the referee still doesn't give away a penalty. So. Well, not necessarily, I guess, um, because they would have had the nine minutes before that to try and do something. So the referee is not necessarily going to be um, afraid of blowing a penalty mm. in in that time. Um, I don't know. It's... Yeah, it, look, yuck, it, it, it is a, a it is a tricky one because you, you you look at these drop goal attempts and you go, how those markers were never yeah. square, yeah. and they were you know they were on top of him before the ball even gets to him. Yeah. So, but again, the referee's not going to blow that. The referee's more likely to blow a penalty against blockers than he is against the markers getting out of there early. So, but I mean, but you see, the referees will not make the same decisions in the last 10 minutes of an ordinary game than mm-hmm. they would in the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So it just seems to leak out even further in, in that extra point. So I, I, I don't know. I, if Look, how many – we just went through uh, oh, how there's, many – There's a stack of games, but the Warriors have been in five and the Raiders have been in four. That's a new record in, in the NRL in yeah. one season. Well, this is – yeah, I think there's been like thir- 13 or so, yeah. 12, 13 or so golden point games this year and that's the most ever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think we have to remember as well, um, not making excuses, but they the referees are also fatigued playing that extra time as sure, well. Sure, sure. Yeah. Anything that can take pressure off the referees, I'm in, in, in favour. Yeah. Maddie, what about you as a player? What are your thoughts on yeah, it? Yeah, I think it's a tough one. Um, lucky for me, I haven't been in a golden point yet. But um, with the like all the coaches are saying, there's offside players, the markers mm. are not square, they're running up to it. Mm. Well, it's both teams aren't fair on each other on that way of a view. True. Yeah. And with the referee, they're doing a great job, so we can't blame the referee. But with the golden point, I think 
No matter who's going to win it, it has to, someone has to win it at the end of the day. Mm. I'm a fan of golden try. Always yeah. have been. Always have been. And the reason is this, that it allows the referee to referee the final 10 minutes in the same fashion that he refereed the first 80 minutes. So that at, at the 82nd minute, if there's a guy and, and someone's going for field goal, and that's fine, but it won't end the game, and, and there's a guy offside, and you can penalise him and say, sorry, mate, you've given that away. So you give the two points, you give the two points to the opposition, but it doesn't end the game. Yeah. But a try will. And what mm. the try will do is encourage people to play an attacking brand of football. I'm prepared to give that a go. Otherwise, and I've been a, a strong supporter of Golden Point ever since it was introduced, otherwise get rid of it. Yeah. Well, that was like Johnson the other week. He was setting up for a field goal. And yeah. because they just rushed bang, up, bang, he bang. just went straight over for a um, try. Is there anything better than a try yeah. in Golden Point? Yeah. yeah. We've seen so many of them this yeah. year as well. That intercept with the, Raider, the uh, Raiders and Dragons. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. 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 What about Jordan? What about Jordan Rapana in the um, in the Knights Took versus the yeah. yeah. The field goal didn't go over. He just chased it through and yeah. ended up getting the try. Yeah. That's yeah. spectacular. Yeah. yeah. Give us Excellent. more try. Give us throw the ball. Golden around. try. I'm I'm with you, Jimmy. Golden, Golden try. try. Golden try. You with me? I'm with you, yeah. Jimmy. All right. It fills me. <laughs> fills me with confidence, <laughs> Bowie. Um, now the other thing is judiciary mm-hmm. during the week. Tyson Frizzell misses the no. game. Now. Let me say that, uh, and I heard Michael uh, Butner talk about avoidable contact and unavoidable contact. So they felt that it was avoidable contact from Tyson Frizzell on referee Chris James. Now, firstly, do we accept that? I do. I do. I didn't at the time. I thought, oh, are you serious? The referee's standing right on top of him Mm. and he's just kind of stood up and went, oh, sorry, mate, and moved him out of the way but or moved around him, I guess. But, um, yeah, when there was other vision showing that it actually was probably... Yeah, was that other vision in slow motion, but... Yes, it was uh, yeah. frame by frame. It was slowed down. And, no, no, no. It was... It's yeah, true. It did show what another angle, though. That's true. Well, the, it's did you see it, though? in slow motion. Yes, I did see the footage, and it's like, well, you know, avoidable in slow motion. Uh, the referee had every... Every uh, option not to get in his way. That's <laughs> like, oh, give me a break! Are you saying <laughs> that we should ridiculous. start? Now you're trying to tell the referees where to go. Referees, right. on, well, report. We'll referees on report. We'll put referees on report. Intentional or not, he shouldn't be missing a week. Give me a fine. Move on. Here's the problem. I don't. I don't mind that. I don't mind it. If if you've got a, a minor offence like that, that it was Tyson Frizzelli, it was literally, yeah, I'm. Get, I'm pushing you to get around you. No, it wasn't even a push. No, it was a tap. It was, like, sorry, it, it was mate, like, okay, yeah. instead of missing a game, fine him. Mm. But, yeah. And I don't mind that. The other problem is that the inconsistencies across the year, we've had Thurston, we've had Smith, we had Dave Clemmer yeah. touching the referee and getting off. Yeah. yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because I think that there was such a kick up about all of that stuff earlier in the year. And then I think now they've gone, oh, you know what? Like, what is a friendly like? We just got to stomp this out. It's not. Mm. It's still happening. So they've just gone a blanket now, ban. Now, Maddie, you're not getting off this easily either. Because while I saw vision of your game versus Ooh, yeah. Queensland yes. and Ruan yes, Sims did a little bum tap to the uh, referee <laughs> as she went past. Yeah, after her great tackle, which I thought was a um, bit of a harsh penalty because she was a great tackle for her, but um. Yeah, she got up and just gave the referee a little tap. Thanks, sir. She's lucky it was women in league round next round because otherwise she would have been rubbed out. Yeah, we 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 kept. Well, I keep watching the game because I just can't stop watching it. But um, (laughs) fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, every time I watch that, I give it a little giggle. But yeah, it's the same thing. Um, with Tyson Brazil, I think it's if you're going to touch a ref, I think it comes across a a harsh, like harsh way of it doing it with how he went through with it. But um. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think when you start, when you see junior games and the pressure that referees mm, are under yeah. from that point of view, anything that can, like, just say to the kids, kids, you're not allowed to touch the referee, yeah. and here's what we're doing at the, the elite level, and you're mm-hmm. not allowed to touch them. I so think, I think $20,000 fine for intentional touch. I no, think, no, if it's an intentional touch, suspend them for games. If it's an incidental, which yeah. is which, which Tyson was Frizzell, Frizzell, then yeah. you can, I, I'm, you know, $10,000 fine. 20 grand, 20 grand, or, grand, 20 grand fine, 10 suspended. I'll tell suspended. you what, every, all players will, you know, start, start looking at $10,000 suspended, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, um, yeah, all right, we, I think we agree on that one. Um, Luke Keary, what's happening with Luke Keary? I see, you could see when he ran through and he was following that, mm. that breakthrough and you just went ping, and you yeah. thought, immediately you think, Maybe never ever play for the Rabbitohs again. Yeah, we got an update. Uh, I think that may be the case. I would say. Yeah, mm. I would say as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. Does anyone really know what's happening over there at the moment? It's just so. What's your point? Pam, what's your point? <laughs> 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 I've got a couple of South Sydney Rabbitohs fans in here. It's not happy days over there no, at the moment. No. I don't know whether everything was reported is true, but mm. there seems to be a lot bit of on. unrest, doesn't there? In so. what way? Expand on that, please, Bowie. Oh, uh, look, uh, there's always un- everyone says there's always unrest when your team's going badly. Mm. Um, mm. And then knives come out, mm. you know, it's either for the players or the coach. Mm. That's where South is at the moment. They aren't playing very good football. But, yeah, but, but you know what? Everyone across the board, all players, are just not playing football. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, there's been a few incidents with Kiri. Um, yeah. Word is he's quite a you know, headstrong uh, young man and... Um, you know, maybe this time he's unhappy with throwing to move on. So Yeah. I think there's been a lot of changes for South Sydney this year as well. Yeah. And um obviously um Maguire with all his changes and dropping players down to second grade and then bringing them back up. Like jo- Joe Burgess is back into the team this year, um this week. Mm. Yeah. So um yeah, we've changed in the team a lot this year. It doesn't doesn't really you can't help. Get that rhythm, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you lose games by fifty points. Yeah, yeah. that's you, true. You change the team, um, <laughs> and not just wingers either. Um, Greg Inglis is into the starting mm. side in that five eight mm-hmm. position too. Um, you know, I think we talked about this earlier. Luke Keary is a guy who stood up to Russell Crowe. Now that's gone on record. We've, we've gone mm-hmm. on record of that. That sort of strength of character, I think, is actually something you want to keep. Valuable, club. yeah, I agree. very valuable. Yeah. Um, within reason, obviously. I don't know what he's going to do with Nick Politis over there at the Roosters next year, but we'll just have to wait and see on that one. Um, but, you know, that sort of thing. And, and it wasn't just sticking up to Russell Crowe. It was sticking up for his players, yeah. His, yeah. his fellow players. So I think that's that's the important thing. It's really hard. I look at um, Wayne Snoopy Collins and Kurt Ridley who have been – look, Wayne Collins would have been mates with Michael Maguire for 25 years, more. Right. They and, were at the Raiders, the Raiders together. together. Yeah. yeah, and there they are sitting in the box, and I'm thinking, well, he's been sacked. And the guy on the other side, Kurt Ridley, has been sacked. How? That's a difficult working relationship. Yeah. I think you can, but I think you can kind of see it on the field. I think that well, you can see when teams are going bad, but they're actually really busting themselves. And but there's just, it doesn't seem to be quite clicking the there bond. For the, yeah, there's just no mm. extra effort. Yeah. Um, and and he, it's pretty obvious. Like, yeah. it's, Plain as day. The other thing too, in the years leading up to South winning the premiership, um, Maguire was in a position where he could harshly, you know, tree players and and and, mm. and drop them because he had that depth. Problem is, the depth's not there no. anymore. Mm. So what do you do? Then all of a sudden, players who aren't performing don't get dropped because there's no option for Maguire. Yeah. Then the players are going, well, why wasn't he dropped? He dropped me. You know, it's yeah. then it sort of starts getting messy and blurred, and I think maybe that's what, well, uh, what players are thinking. I forget it. who was it that, that said it, but um, the, when someone was given a recommendation about leadership and some advice on leadership, 
um, around rugby league. He said, keep the six or seven players who don't like you away from the six or seven players who haven't <laughs> made up their mind. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's the way it goes. And when you've got, a, you've got reserve grade teams, everyone in reserve grade is unhappy because they all think they should be <laughs> yeah, in first grade. So uh, that's be, the way it goes. They could have a problem this year as well that they uh, maybe they can't play any any more players in first grade because of the salary, salary cap, cap as well. So yeah. that could be a thing as well. They've had a little bit the, the uh, dragon situation. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, look, it'll be all right for South Sydney this week. They take on the storm in Melbourne. So <laughs> yeah, look, they should, they should, they should get away with this one. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've ever beaten the Melbourne storm. <laughs> no. Not in Melbourne. Melbourne. No. no. So, uh, so there you go. That's a nice, easy one for them. Uh, now uh, just on that, um, Javid, uh, Javid Bowen. Resign with the Cowboys. I saw him play the other night. I thought he played really well that yeah. game against the Storm. Well, he's got plenty of speed. He, he does his job. He's been biding his time, I think, for quite a while. So he, yeah, why not lock him down? Yeah, he played a few games earlier in the year, yeah. and I think he, yeah. he's been out for a while. And just as you said, just biding his time and, and trying to break into that side. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a big talent waiting to come through. What did we take out of that game last week? Uh, it was um, the Two of the three big guns of the competition uh, up against each other, but no Jonathan Thurston. Uh, Maddie, what did what did you make of that? Yeah, I thought it was still a good game. Um, mm. Obviously, the forward pack, Cowboys have a massive forward pack, and to have a good hit out against them, it's just the smart players around the ruck. Obviously, Cooper Cronk, um, Cameron Smith, they're yeah. just too smart for their game, and um, to have that win, it was a good win for them, and I know Thurston was out, and that's a big loss for them, but... It was still a good game to watch. Can I ask you, is there a particular player in the competition that you watch to try to model your game on? Yeah, it's Jonathan Thurston. Yeah. I really look up to him with how he plays, obviously, yeah. for a half. And he's a really smart player. And he's where he like runs the team around and kicking game. It's really what I look up for. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right. Uh, there's some of the big issues that have uh, been uh, bouncing around here for round 22. Uh it is the Big League Run to the Finals podcast brought to you by Slater and Gordon. Give them a call, Bowie. I know you've got some troubles. Uh, 1-800-555-777. Tickets are now on sale for the Rugby League Experience annual Legends of League Grand Final Cruise. Spend the afternoon cruising Sydney Harbour with great food and drink whilst being entertained by Rugby League legends Tommy Radonagas, Mick Crocker and Mark Spud Carroll. So if you're in Sydney for the grand final, why not join in the fun? It's always a great day. For more information or to book, call us on 1300 885 718 or email therugbyleagueexperience.com.au. Time to talk fantasy. Football I'm talking about, and we do that with CK1, a.k.a. Chris Kennedy from the National Rugby League. G'day, Chris. How are you going? Yeah, really well. Look, you, you tipped us into a great one, Conrad Hurrell, but we're, we're trying to remember, what was your tip for last week? Was it just consolidate? Uh, consolidation is the name of the game for the run home. Yeah, get rid of those uh, low-scoring auto-emergency risks is one of your priorities at this point. Do players like being called low-scoring emergency risks? Uh, I, I probably wouldn't say it to their face at this point. I mean, if I you wouldn't? Chris, if I bumped into Christian Welch in the sheds, I wouldn't be like, get out of here, you auto-emergency drama. That's what you, you called that. You called me that this morning, Jimmy, when we walked in the studio. <laughs> yeah, but that's accurate. So. <laughs> yes. All right, so tell us who the low performers you got rid of it, uh, for last week. Um, Tavita Pangai was on the scrap heap for me. Right. Um, okay. Again, not someone I'd be saying that to his face. Cause Fair enough. Yeah. Covered, but um, Tavita, you're cut. You know, problems for my team, so you're out of here. Um, a few guys, I think Bevan French could be on the way out. Um, these sort of guys. So, yeah, okay. anyone who's, who's come in as a bit of a low-key cash cow and getting some low scores time to get them out of your team. All right. CK, big question of the week. Jared Hayne, buy oh, or wait? Yeah. Ooh. Question. 
such a big question, such a big talking point. Yeah, well, from a from a fantasy point of view, anyone who's been playing for a few years will know that uh, Jared Hayne has been an absolute superstar, not just of the NRL but of uh, of the NRL fantasy world. Um, was the uh, the most expensive player in the game at one point in his uh, Dell M year in in 2014. Um, could potentially be a, a huge asset to, to fantasy teams on the way home. There's not a lot of uh, great options at wing fullback after your, your monsters and Tedesco's and Mansours. Um, Starts at a discount of 380k due to being out of the game for a while. But the issue is, uh, Neil Henry has already said he's probably going to start on the bench. Uh, he hasn't mm. played rugby league at all um, for the better part of two years. He's gone to NFL, he's gone to rugby sevens, he's back. He's had maybe one or two training sessions with the Titans. He's starting on the bench. I can't see any way he's going to make you money in the first week. So I'll just be taking a, a wait-and-see approach. I know there's not too long left in the season, but I'll be giving at least uh, one game uh, just to have a look at Jared before we rush him into our teams. Now, Chris uh, Bowie here, mate. In my halves, I had Thurston and Ben Hunt, and then I had two sort of two razzes on the on the on the bench. Razzes? Well, yeah, I don't think they played a game all year, but because of my salary okay, cap name issues, the razzes yeah. then. No, nah, we won't do that. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> they might listen. <laughs> they, might they might listen, listen. to the show. <laughs> now, Chris, do I do I offload Thurston this week because he's not he's not playing? Then pick someone up, and then and then get him back next week. Is that is that the best thing to do there? How many trades are you sitting on? It's a, I've got a few. A I've got a few. you got a few? Yeah. What I would probably be doing, well, Thurston might almost be back this week. He's not been named, but um, ah, I know the are expecting him to play. He's, uh, he's certainly getting close. If he misses this week, I think this will be the last one he misses. So yeah. burning two trades to get him out and get him back seems a little bit sort of gotcha. uh, wasteful. Um, ben Hunt's sort of, uh, he's borderline on the chopping block. He's missing a lot of tackles. Uh, miss, uh, missed about eight tackles on the on the weekend. His scores have been a little bit underwhelming. So I think um, Thurston and Sean Johnson is probably the uh, the go for the run home. Those guys and, and Nathan Cleary are probably the best performed halves at the moment in fantasy. Gotcha. All right. Conrad Harrell was the in two weeks ago. Then it was consolidate. What's the big tip for the listeners this week? CK one. Well, it's, I mean, we're past the, the buyers and everyone's sort of running out of trade, so it's basically just, just more of the same. Keep getting those auto-emergency risks out, buy up, snap up the guns, so get the best players in each position. Your, your Cam Smith, your, you know, your Fafitas, um, Sean Johnson, um, Josh Mansour's in just a, absolutely sublime touch at the moment. Um, and probably the, the other one, the talking point for this week, is what to do with your captaincy, which uh, I've personally got it badly wrong two weeks in a row. I went Cam and Fafita was better, and I went Fafita and Cam was better, so that could just be a case of uh, looking at the, the various games and who's going to score well and, and going with your gut. You look at someone like Jack DeBellin, who got, I think, 72 on the weekend. Tyson Frizzell is out, so he's probably going to play 80 and get through a lot of work. Solomon Mannering's producing some 70-plus scores when he starts in the middle and, and plays 80. So it's, um, I think last week I said Cam all the way, and then Cam paid me back with 50 points and got outscored by all the other guys. So maybe it's not Cam all the way. Maybe we've got to be a little bit more creative with our captaincy options, especially if you're in a head-to-head uh, tussle and you need to gamble a little bit. Different subject, Chris. Mate, what do you know about Pokemon Go? <laughs> Where are you going with this? I know it's all over I've my Twitter feed and I can't make it go away. <laughs> That's why I've got so many trades because I've been pretty busy with Pokemon <laughs> Go the last couple of weeks. So. Is that why you're here this week? Uh, That's Was why I'm here. Was there a Pokestop yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah Pokestop. I haven't yeah. seen the wife or kids for a couple of weeks. So, Nat, if you're listening, I'll be home soon. Apparently <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> she's very happy with that. So <laughs> if you want to keep playing Pokemon Go, go for your life. Uh, good on you, CK1. I did misjudge you a little bit, but... <laughs> fair. That's really fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks, Chris. We do appreciate that. Um, and we'll call in again next week if that's okay. Thanks for having me, guys. 
No worries. CK1 there, NRL Fantasy Guru uh, from NRL.com as well. And Oh, we didn't talk about the stats winner from round 21, which was that Monday night game. Greg Bird. Yeah. Wow. What a performance. Wow. What a big game. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to finish the season strongly. Well, I hope so. I think he, he's kind of got a sniff of what's happening up there at the yeah. Titans, you know. that there's They're within uh, – they can play finals. They really can challenge some of these bigger teams. So – 266 metres. That's a lot of metres. Yeah. Thanks, Scoop. <laughs> Fair dickum. Yeah. You've come into the podcast <laughs> and you've delivered that. <laughs> he does gist. know how to get under um, the player's skin as well, Greg Birdie. Yeah, love, I love a bit of niggle. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A bit like Bowie. So yeah. <laughs> getting under our skin. Uh, all right, let's have a look at the games then from round 22. Starting with the game on Thursday night, Dragons up against the Broncos. Wow. I mean, what's going on at the Broncos? What's going yeah. on at the Dragons? How do you see it, Pam? It's, this is a really, really tough game. So I assumed that Matt Gillett was going to play last week and then he didn't. So I think that his inclusion will have a big Huge. impact on the Broncos here because they really need a bit of they really need a bit of muscle up there. And um, everyone knows once they can get it together, they can do amazing things. But they've just been a little bit disjointed. I don't know if it's still a little bit of an origin hangover or mm. what what mm. actually is happening there. But um, without Tyson Frizzle. Um, I think the Dragons are going to debut Joey Leilua's little brother. Luciano. Yeah. 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 So that, that'll be a, something nice there. He's a, he's a little gun as well. So, um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be a good one for the Dragons. But uh, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's tough as well. And um, I think the Dragons will have it up on them because it's a home game, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. But, um, yeah, the Broncos have been going, I don't know, they're up and down. They start off really well in the season and then – they had a couple of players out because of Origin, but I think it'll be a really tough, cl- close game. Yeah, look, I'm I'm tipping Broncos here to hit mm. back. Uh, St George were great against Dogs last week, but Dogs weren't very. St George were great against the Dogs. I they do- lost. A dog by ten, the, the thirteen points, points to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, n- no, no, no. That was last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell you what, you never question with the Dragons their effort. You never question their effort. It's the execution that's the issue mm. yeah, for the true. Dragons. Um, and no for Where does that come from? Where does that come from, you think? It's a good question. I, it's not like they don't train. Um, halves. Um, to a degree. Yeah. yeah. You know, no. they look good when they just interchange passing during the forwards, get over the advantage line, and let's see what happens off the back of that. Yeah. That, that's when they play their best. Um, when they go sideline to sideline, I, I don't think it it's ugly it football as well, and it's not. They don't have the they don't have mm. the players to execute that. They Correct. have tough. Big hitting players that just need to roll forward and uh, frustrate teams, and they don't do that. Maguire, Thayde, and Gillett back for the Broncos. In saying all of that, I'm going to tip the Dragons. I'm gonna there tip you the go. Dragons to, to, Broncos to win that for one. Me. Yeah, uh, Parramatta versus Manly. Let's get through these ones. Uh, um, Parramatta, of course, uh, no Jared Haney there. That won't worry them too much. Oh, Manly played really well for 50 minutes, and then were pretty ordinary on Sunday uh, against the Knights. Bowie. Yeah, they did. They did shut up shop a little, um, and Newcastle played extremely well in the second half. But uh, I don't know whether Parramatta is just at that breaking point now, where it's mm. just all getting a bit too hard. I think so. Uh, where Manly, I think, are starting to play a little, you know, some good football. So Manly for me, Maddie. Yeah, I think Manly as well. They started off great last week, and they they should just win up against the Eels, really. Yeah, I think that Manly they're still in the hunt for the finals. They want to make it. Um, they're going to be. Too big and strong for power, unfortunately. Tommy T, star, should be on the Four Nations Tour as well. Knights mm. up against the Bull- Bulldogs. They won on the last weekend. They were 
Gee, they were hard to watch. Pam? Yeah. Um, the Knights have obviously had their well-documented struggles this year, and mm. I think that that's going to continue this week. I think the Bulldogs will be pretty disappointed with how they played, obviously, against the Cowboys, um, not coming up with any points. And then last week against the Dragons, they got the win, but it wasn't – it was nothing special. So um, I think that they really need to, to use CK's uh, terms, consolidate, and figure out what they actually want this season to be and go for it. Mm. Yeah, I'm back in the Bulldogs as well. They right. should just be too strong. Bulldogs for me. Bulldogs for me in that one as well. Although in saying that, Greg Eastwood is a very important player to be out of that side. Sharks up against the Raiders. This is interesting. Jimmy Maloney will play. Yeah. Got off at the judiciary, Maddie. Yeah, um, with him back in the team, I think it, with the halves combinations going on in the Sharks, they're, they're just really fiery mm. this year. And um, I think it'll be a great game against the Raiders. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I think it'll be a game of the round. I think everyone will get yeah. Yeah. amongst it. Well spotted. I'm going for the Sharkies though. <laughs> well, I think it's going to be yeah, a fantastic game. I can't wait for it as well, just to see the Raiders really um, demolish a team. Sorry, guys, the <laughs> Rabbitohs last week. Um, I think that they haven't been able to do that for a long time. So that's really exciting, I think, heading into the last few weeks. I think uh, Sharks, just they are not going to get an easy game at all, no, no matter who they're playing till the semifinals. So, but I think they'll just get there. Sharks in a tight one. Uh, the Raiders could have got to 70 points last week, if, yeah. you know, if if things if they were uh, how would I describe it more direct maybe um, they were a bit frivolous with some of the opportunities just having they fun had. yeah mm. just having too much fun speaking about fun Rabbitohs taking on the storm down in Melbourne uh, <coughs> Bowie <laughs> well look Rabbitohs all over this one, I would say um, look you know what I'll, I'll um, I'm going to tip Melbourne by forty forty. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Pam. Yeah, well, as we were saying before, uh, the Rabbitohs have played 12 games in Melbourne and have never won mm. down there. So I think that it's going to be 13 0. Yeah. I'm a true South supporter. I'd like to say I'm better than them, but um, I just think, yep, Storms are going to win. Storm are almost perfect. GI back yes. for the Rabbitohs. Storm to win that one comfortably. This is the big one. The Hain Plain lands at Seabus Super Stadium. <laughs> Titans up against the Warriors. This was going to be a cracking game anyway. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now you add in that little extra bit uh, with Jared Hayne. Um, I, I think the home side, I like the way they play. Short turnaround, though. Yeah, I think Titans as well. I think ama- they had an amazing crowd there Monday night last yes. last week. They got 14,000 on a Monday night, and it was just a super-duper game. So this is going to be another cracker, and especially with Hayne there. Yeah, I think Titans as well, especially with Nathan Peets back in the hooker. Uh, he brings point. a lot of spark into it. And yeah. um, they've played together as well, Nathan Peets and Hayne. So I think he'll fill in pretty good. So hang on a minute. You're making far too many good points at this podcast, Natty. <laughs> More than me. That's what Sign I'm concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I'm out again next week. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm, p- I'm tipping Golden Point and Warriors to golden get up by point. one. Yeah. Wow. So that'll yeah. be the sixth Golden Point game for the Warriors, yes. uh, breaking their own record of and, five. Uh, what's like that about four for Titans? Uh, yeah, the Titans yeah, have played yeah. quite a few. Yeah. Bring it on. Um, yeah. Golden Point. Yeah. Bring yeah. it on. Another one. Yeah. Another, yeah. another blockbuster. Yeah, and referees, make sure you understand that you have a whistle during the course of Golden Point. Tigers, Cowboys. Was important game. No Robbie Farah, um, no Luke Brooks. So in comes Jack Littlejohn. Pam? Um, I think that the Cowboys will be too good here. They uh, looked okay last week against Melbourne. and So is Thurston in or out? Uh, well, it's touch and go. I, I don't really know. Someone, he's, said he, he's some, not someone said he warmed up last week. Is that true? Or? Well, it's hot up there anyway. They're not so going <laughs> to risk him. It's a hamstring. They're playing the West Tigers. No disrespect to the West Tigers, but they're definitely not going to risk their star player. If he goes, if he comes in and he's not quite ready and he does a long-term damage, mm. then um, 
they can all but kiss their premiership p- chances goodbye. So they're not going to risk him if he's not 100%. So I don't think he's going to play. And that is disrespectful. Anyway, to the <laughs> <laughs> Slightly. Um, yeah, yeah, very, very. <laughs> I'm going to back Cowboys. Their forward package is too big and strong. Okay. Yeah, I would have said this would be a lot closer, but with the loss of Brooks, I think uh, Cowboys are too strong. Yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys in that one as well. Monday night goes to the Panthers and the Roosters out there at uh, Pepper Stadium. Panthers, uh, their best performance against the Broncos, and they came up and uh, came up short against the Warriors, Bowie, in uh, Golden Point. The Roosters, I reckon there's a lot of teams that want to play the Roosters this time of year. Look, I think they're going to, uh, they're going to play some of the best football all year these last, uh, these last few rounds. So, yeah, definitely Roosters in this one. Um, but I just can't. You just don't know what Panthers are going to do when yeah, they turn up there. it's hard to put a finger on what, yeah. what's happening. They can carve you up, but then, yeah, yep. look. Um, they have their ability, but... Cartwright's going to get found out, I think, again in defence. So he's mm. he's got some he's got some big big things to do in defence. Boyd Cordner coming at him. I was going to say day. Boyd yeah. Cordner yeah, exactly. will yeah. be licking his. He was brilliant, Boyd Cordner. He was, well, wasn't well. he? He was excellent. Uh, we got a tip out of you, Pam, on that one. Roosters. Maddie? Roosters, yeah. Well, you hate saying that, don't you? As a South Sydney. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's Roosters. Roosters. It's tough, but yeah. Got to go with it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think the Roosters will do that one. High-quality game, that one. High-quality game, uh, Monday night footy. So there they are. The games for round 22. It's the Big League. Ma- it's uh, Women in League round. Big League magazine. Run to the finals podcast. We're brought to you by Slater and Gordon. And if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 Radio Hub is Australia's premier podcasting facility. With high-quality sound equipment and production services, Radio Hub is a one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. So, if you're ready to jump into the exciting realm of podcasting, contact Radio Hub on 0402 870 900 or email info at radiohub.com.au. All right, here we go. Final segment of the podcast. This is where we get into uh, talk about our prizes too. It's a great prize, Pam. We've got to tell people about it. You've got a hashtag on your, uh, whether it's your Twitter account, your Instagram account or your Facebook account, um, hashtag my big league. Take a photo of yourself with your big league. So, um, And given it's women in league round, why don't you do a photo with your, your wife or your partner or uh, Or your if mom? you're a woman, maybe you can hashtag and say, hello, I'm a woman in league. <laughs> That's exactly that's right. Might be yeah, you know, so, yeah. Maddie, yeah. you could do that. And you could also do that as well, Pam. I could. Yes, that's right. Great prize to you, Jimmy. Trip for two to England for the Four Nations. Uh, Courtesy of Rugby League Experience. That's correct. Uh, how good's that? How many days do we know? It's, uh, it's about 10 days. 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. Tickets to Australia, uh, one of the games, and then obviously the final. So, great prize. Yeah. Get your entries. Hashtag My Big League on Facebook, uh, Twitter, or. And it's got to be the most inventive one, right? Yeah, get creative with it, guys. Yep, yep. Yeah. So let's just clarify. Who's the judging panel? Um, I don't know. It depends whether someone I know actually. <laughs> <laughs> and are looking to take someone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, there'll be an independent uh, judging oh, panel. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets me worried. When it's <laughs> um, social media star of the week. Who else? Jared Hayne. Like yeah. Jared Haynes just lit it up. Mm. Did anyone tweet him? Did anyone mention him in a tweet? Did did anyone no. throw? I did from the Big League account, um, but yes. that's about it. What did you <laughs> say? What did you say? No, just the tweeting his his press conference basically, and everyone right. was pretty interested to hear what he had to say. Yeah, obviously yeah. about not going back to Parramatta and and how he felt about it. Um, yeah, I've been forced into this situation. <laughs> 
Uh, down in the yep. dumps. Uh, he was down in the dumps signing his $2.4 million deal, yep. Jared Hayne. Uh, well <laughs> Frolicking up at the Gold Coast. Like it's, it's really sad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And, and the other thing is, oh, I didn't get an offer from Parramatta. Well, you did. It was late. Late. Um, and it was a million dollars less <laughs> over two years. <laughs> but you did get an offer. Let's just clarify mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Max Donnelly's come out and said, oh, look, we just would have had to shed so many players that we couldn't do it. So, um, you, you totally understand that. Now, fearless predictions. Now, what was your fearless prediction last week? Mine Pam? was that Tui Mwala Lola here yes. uh, would score three tries and he didn't score any. No, he didn't. Uh, and what was Maria's? Uh, that Matt Scott was going to make 200 metres. Yeah, missed it by 99 metres. <laughs> he made 101 <laughs> metres. So close. Uh, Bowie, you're, you're in this week. Uh, yeah, Maddie, yeah. you're going to have pressure on you. To, yeah. uh, I said that Manly would score 36 points against the 36 or more mm-hmm. against the Knights, and they got 36. So just gone but he top, used top yeah, but he board. used probability and mathematics to kind of yeah, get which that. is so uh, you've got highlights uh, against the you're rules. You're allowed to use maths. No. No, I tried to to do a fearless prediction during State of Origin. You said, no, you can't do that. You're using stats. It's not fearless enough. And you did the same thing. It is the same as Wade Graham saying, I called heads. And he actually (laughs) called tails. Exactly. (laughs) Probability. Exactly. So... Uh, you played the game. I think you might get half a point. Marie's half doing a point. Uh, all right. Okay. So, Pam, why don't we start off with you, your fearless prediction for round 22. My fearless prediction will be that the Titans beat the Warriors by 20 points. Ooh. On the back of wow. the home plane. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I think they'll have a big home crowd. I think it'll be just buzzing up there, especially after last week's game and... Yeah, go for it. Titans by 20 points. All right, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, uh-huh. Maddie? Yeah, I'm going to go for when Hayne playing comes on, he's going to score a try. On debut. Yeah. Is there anyone? Yeah, on debut for the Titans. <laughs> yeah, does he count as a player on debut? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, the Titans, anyway. Is there any other Plant player debut. in the competition this, this week? <laughs> Jared Hay? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to put you down, Maddie. Hayne uh, mania. Hayne gets a try. That that the stadium would go berserk, yeah. wouldn't it? <laughs> be crazy. Um, I only see uh, Jared Hayne on Fox Sports, Australia's sports leader, too, uh, for the remainder of this year, <laughs> hey. unless of course they make the semi-finals. Oh, uh, make the semi-finals. Jesus, good. Uh, Jesus Bowie? is good. Bowie, I'm going to go the the, uh, the Titans and Warriors <laughs> game as well. Okay, it's going to be it's going to be the game of the week. So. <laughs> Uh, I said Warriors in Golden Point, and uh, I've got Sean Johnson kicking Golden Point. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, kicking Field Gold in Golden Point for okay. that game. So there you go. There you go. All right. And there's not and pretty fearless too, Jimmy. So yeah, very fearless. <laughs> yeah. what's just saying. What's your point? What's your point? <laughs> just waiting for. Just waiting uh, okay. For all right. Now I, I don't know whether I'm using maths on this occasion or not, but the <laughs> average chance you probably the are. average crowd of the Gold Coast Titans this year is twelve thousand two hundred and twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you going to crowd one again? Yeah, yeah I am. <laughs> it will double. It will double. So there you go. 24,500. I reckon they'll get. It capacity is about 27, 27 and oh. a half up there. So so the wings. So I've, I've done my research. Uh, it's supposed to be a fine day in <laughs> Southeast Queensland on Sunday. See, so using God. stats again. 21 it's degrees. Uh, it's like, oh, it's raining. I'm not going to go. You to check the, the average temperature. Of that day. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. so they will double their home crowd. All on the back of the I tell you plane. what, yeah, I tell yeah. you who's thanking Jared Hayne right now is the Dragons, the Broncos, the uh, Rabbitohs, yes. the West yes. Tigers, all these clubs who have had so much, the Parramatta, yes. who have had so much media attention. 
um, over yeah. these past few weeks. That's a very good point, Pam. Uh, we're going to leave it here. Maddie, thanks for coming in. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Um, good luck with your game coming up in two weeks' time. Sharks home game for the Nines? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Thank you. Against the Terry Viviano-led uh, Roosters team. <laughs> <laughs> as well. Thank you, Bowie. Reasonably strong, actually. Well done. Good comeback. <laughs> good comeback. The surprise in your faces. <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. Anyway, so it's great to be back. I, I, Maria actually just she just messaged us on Did Facebook she? Live, going that she didn't authorize my return, so she's not very happy. So I could be in trouble when I get back to the office. Yeah, I think so. we're going to get Maddie in to replace you. From I, think, yeah. I think that's she's a smart idea. Debut. Already, you know what? So. We need a halfback to direct us around the field. So we don't want a slow, cumbersome front row. I mean, we've already got plenty of those, so uh, no problem. All right, uh, good stuff, everyone. Uh, thank you, Pam. Uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, Remember, get out there and buy your Big League magazine. Even more, take a photo of yourself. Hashtag it, my big league. Put it on your social media. And uh, for round 22 of the National Rugby League, a big thank you to Slater and Gordon. And if you've got a legal issue to tackle, give them a call. one 800 555 Hope everyone has a great Big League weekend. If you don't believe in fairy tales, we might see the giant fairy tale of all time. One kick, one moment in time. It looks to me as oh, it still works. Wow. He hits it, he's got it.